for those that in the good soil. These are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. Father, as we turn now to your word, may it be sown in our hearts. May it spring up to eternal life. And may it bring an abundant harvest for your praise and your glory. Amen. One of the life skills you have to learn early on is how to tie your shoelaces. And I can remember whenever I was growing up, I was all fingers and thumbs and I couldn't quite work it out for a while. Uh, every Saturday, um, Dad took me to watch our local team, uh, Dromore Amateurs, uh, who were as bad as they sound. And um, I had to wear wellies because it was really mucky. Uh, along the touchline and we would kick football with my uh, cousins and what have you. There were laces at the top of my wellies and it didn't really matter because they didn't hold them on. They were just good to practice on tying my laces and I really couldn't get them tied for quite a while. So whenever I started at school, uh, mum or dad or granny had to tie my shoelaces and because I couldn't tie them they would make sure they were really 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 tight so that they wouldn't come loose during the day so when I got home from school I was so glad to be able to pull the lace and loosen them and get out of my school shoes. Taking off uh, school shoes was the sign of the burden of school being finished for the day. For men, uh, and I suppose for girls as well at school, uh, there's another thing that you have to learn how to tie. And that's a tie. Now, as you can see, I don't wear a tie very often. Um, But it's not because I can't do it. It's just much handier to put a little bit of plastic uh, in at the top of your shirt. So whenever I do wear a tie, then it feels really tight. A little bit uncomfortable. It's great uh, to just loosen it a wee bit. To get it uh, taken off. Getting it untied means freedom. In our reading today, and it might be good to have it open, at page 73 in the New Testament. In our reading today, we're introduced to a woman who is bound. A woman who is tied up. For 18 years, she has been crippled by a spirit. She is permanently bent over For all those years, she hasn't been able to stand up straight. Can you imagine 
what her life was like. It affects everything. For every second of those years she has been bent over, held, bound, imprisoned. And the setting of our reading is important. Luke tells us, at verse 10, uh, that Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath. The Jews gathered a little bit like we do, to hear God's word read and taught and to praise and pray. It's the Sabbath, it's the day of rest, uh, the day when you don't work. Uh, And Jesus is already teaching uh, whenever the woman arrives. He's already uh, declaring God's word whenever suddenly this woman uh, walks through the door. And he calls her to the front. He declares the freedom and then demonstrates the freedom. He says at verse 12, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he touches her, When he lays hands on her, immediately she stands up straight and begins praising God. She has been bound for 18 years. Yet one word and one touch from Jesus and she is free. Released. She is a loosed woman. You expect that everyone would join her as she praises God. They know her. They live beside her. They've watched her struggle all this time. You think they would be happy for her and join the chorus of praise. But over her shout of praise at verse 14 comes another voice. A negative voice. And not just once. He kept saying it to the crowd. There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured. And not on the Sabbath day. There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured. And not on the Sabbath day. The leader of the synagogue, the religious man in charge of the local community, is indignant. He's not joyful. He's angry. He's annoyed because Jesus did some work on the Sabbath. He saw this cure as a work. So he reckons that Jesus has broken the law. He has broken the Sabbath. After all, uh, the woman had endured this condition for 18 years. It wasn't life-threatening. She could come tomorrow uh, and be healed. She could wait uh, one more day until the Sabbath was over. And the way uh, the leader of the, the synagogue puts it, you'd think that he heals people all the time. He says, come on those days and be cured. As if he has the power to do it. But this isn't something that he can do. 
It's something only Jesus can do. Only the Saviour can bring about freedom in this way. Jesus confronts his hypocrisy. Look at verse 15. Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? Looking after animals doesn't stop on the Sabbath. You can't just leave them until the next working day. There's a duty to care for them. There's a duty of mercy to give them what they need. And how they did that was by untying the animals to give them water. They released the animals so that they could drink, so that they could have what they needed. And that's what Jesus was doing as well. He says, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen long years, oughtn't she be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? If you untie your animal on the Sabbath and don't give it a second thought, why would you want this daughter of Abraham, this woman in God's family, to be left bound up? Jesus has the power to break our bondage. Jesus is able to bring freedom. Just as he said those words on that day to that woman, so he still says, woman, you are set free. Man, you are set free. Because of Jesus, you can be a loosed woman, a loosed man. Perhaps there's something that you're struggling with, some addiction that you seem bound by. The same old sin that you fall for time and time again. That one temptation you just can't resist. The same pattern of behaviour, of anger, of rage. You fight. You fight, but you just can't get free. You go for a while, you think you've got away from it, only for it to come back stronger again. You may not be powerful enough to defeat whatever it is you're struggling against. But the Lord Jesus is. He can bring freedom. He is able to release you. So why not come to him today? Ask him to bring freedom. 
Listen as the cords are loosened, as the chains are broken, and he says, you are set free. Jesus changes lives. The woman's life would never be the same again. No longer would she walk around bent over. She could walk upright, looking people in the eye. But that was just the start. You see, as Jesus brings freedom and release in individual lives, the consequences are bigger than you could imagine. The freedom that Jesus brings enables people to flourish, to enjoy new life in his kingdom. You've probably heard the the proverb, great oaks from little acorns grow. Well, Jesus uses the same idea, only with something even smaller, to show how God's kingdom changes lives as it grows from small beginnings. And in two pictures, Jesus explains the kingdom that is breaking in. He says, it is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in the garden. It grew and became a tree. And the birds of the air made nests in its branches. As we thought about with the the children and young people. At something so small you could barely see it. And yet it grows big enough for birds to nest in its branches. Or move from the garden into the kitchen. If anyone makes their own bread, then you know this already. Jesus said, it, it is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. A wee a tiny bit of yeast in a big bowl of flour works through the whole batch until it's all leavened. The whole loaf rises because of a, a little tiny bit of yeast. From such small beginnings, God's kingdom grows. The freedom that Jesus brings erupts into fullness of life. That means that the small things that we do for his kingdom can have a big impact, bigger than you would even imagine. A word at just the right time in someone's life. An act that shows God's love. A sharing of what Jesus has done for you. A prayer for someone Or some situation. The Bible reading that you hear. That gives you the word from God that you needed for that very day. The word of freedom. Over your life or someone else's. That humanly speaking at least. Changes the course of their life. And even their eternity. 
God's kingdom is growing and continues to grow from small, seemingly insignificant beginnings. And it starts with individuals. It starts with you and with me. The Lord Jesus is the king who wants to loose you from your chains and set you free to serve him. So don't leave this morning without knowing the freedom that he brings. Don't stay bound when he offers freedom. Take time to uh, speak uh, with me this morning. If you won't pray for. Or if you want uh, to speak through the week. In Jesus name. We can be set free. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you that Jesus is the king who came to set us free. We thank you that we too can hear those words. Woman, man, you are set free. We pray, Father, that we would know uh, the joy of sins forgiven. The joy of freedom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.